0: Geeks, fanboys, fangirls, and geeks around the world. Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop with Fanchise and Biko. Is the show that pretty much focuses on the world of pop culture. As always, I am your host, of Fanchise, and welcome back to the Talking Pop. It's Biko. Holy shit.
1: I'm oh, sorry, I'm back. <laughs> okay, I okay, so, God, why did I even, okay, I opened up Facebook and I realized the big mistake that I did by opening up Facebook. Hey, hello, everybody. How's it going?
0: And also joining us today is also Armando, our roommate. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Hey, guys. Uh,
1: I don't know what the direction we are doing this episode, but I like to... I kind of felt like we should just do a random things that we want to get off our chest, but like not. And then talk about stuff that's kind of popping up, because there's been a lot of news, even within the last couple of days within entertainment. Uh, politics if you don't pay attention, and sorry, I, I kind of lose a little respect for you if you don't, <laughs> but I get what it is. It's very overwhelming with their news cycle and other fun stuff. Uh,
0: of course, um, if you guys it. are big Marvel fans, and of course, now the nail in the coffin between Disney and Netflix relationship has pretty much hit another hole, as oh, okay. it's been confirmed on Monday that Jessica Jones and, their, and the Punisher have been canceled, leaving them with all pretty much All Netflix shows canceled, and of course, Jessica Jones Season 3 just finished production, so I guess they're going to show that season one more time, it's like, after that, it's basically donezo, which, but the problem is, what I hate about it is, the fact is, the contract clause for all the actors, so now we won't be able to see Daredevil, Luke Cage, any of those characters portrayed on screen for two years, thanks to the cancellation clause on Netflix, which to me is stupid, it's bullshit, I understand Netflix, a lot of people are blaming Marvel, but I've been told, like, you know, in articles from Convict.com, they said they talked to somebody that worked in Marvel in Studios, and they said it's all on Netflix. Like, they didn't want to shut out the money. That's basically what it was. Cool. Netflix wants to cut back. That's right. Because they want to focus on an other direction. And, of course, you know, with Disney, you know, starting their own streaming service later this year, and they just announced they're going to have, like, movies, going to have shows planned for the service itself.
2: Well, you know, Netflix isn't going to be able to retain those rights for perpetuity and that's i'm sure they want to keep sinking their money into stuff that they can have forever so i mean it makes sense i mean i'm disappointed because i have no real like motivation to watch jessica jones now that that was probably (laughs) my least favorite of the marvel ones anyways on there um but there's no urgency i think anymore to it even punisher season two like i've started watching it and uh just with scheduling being busy, I haven't been sitting there watching a lot lately. But uh like that has feels like there's not a lot of need to see it now because you know it's already over. Yeah. Like the whole the whole venture's over. So at a certain point what does it matter if you see you know, see to the end. Yeah,
0: because like I said, I know the showrunner for those shows, they had a lot of stuff planned, you know. Last setup but of course, you know, same thing, you know. That's what happens, you know. Like I understand, people knew this going on. And, you know, Disney's contract was going to expire later this so year. Their exclusivity deal with Netflix, and of course, with Netflix moving directions and pretty much focusing on their original programming and reaching out to like other studios. And of course, you got Time Warner, you know, owned by AT T. They're going to start streaming service too. And you well, know, yeah. the whole thing with Friends. You know, people were going crazy when Netflix was in Friends. But Netflix, uh, Netflix was in Friends. Yeah. That was the one thing. And, of course, uh, Netflix <laughs> decided to show money to keep Friends, because I guess the license rights were expiring January where people were going crazy. But now with Time Water, ATT buying Time Water, now they're going to start their own streaming service. <laughs> Chances are like shows like Friends, they're going to start going in something? their own spot. Go ahead. As a result
1: of Friends, listen, you pay 10 11 $12 bucks a month, depending on your plan with Netflix. What is that, in the span of five to six months? You could have bought the box set already. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Friends has been on there for how many years now? And if you haven't seen the whole show by then, I am not sad about it. I get it. Friends is a staple, and it's it's okay. It's funny. It's got its moments, and it's funny. It's a great show. I'm sure it impacts every, a lot of people throughout that, and, and great writing. But come on, you could have bought the box set by now. So I'm not like terrible. I'm not terribly devastated by it. I mean, I do go back and forth with it still, but it's like when I want a quick laugh.
2: It's like the office for some people, yeah. I think. Like of a, a cer like a little bit older people than I guess like the
1: you
2: golden, you know, office fan. Uh, you know, it's like I mean, I watched Friends when it was on TV you know, like TV. on its first run. I'm I I'm older than you guys. Mm-hmm. But it's like yeah, there's it's one of those touchstone shows of the time. It was when Network television was still you know the be- all end all, and it, it you know it dominated, and there were, there was a lot of like cultural pop cultural touch points out of that you know that will still pop into my head at times, and I'm not the hugest uh, you know largest friends fan, but uh, it's that I didn't know that they were doing their own service, like I was just looking at something that was talking about the uh, the Twilight Zone relaunch. Yeah, and that, I was uh, so excited. And Jordan like, feels
0: like he's pretty much producing. He's, that, right? he's yeah. producing it and he's hosting it. If you
2: haven't
1: seen Get Out? You should.
2: Yeah, but you know, Twilight Zone. I'm very excited for it. Love Twilight Zone. Going to be on CBS All Access. Which means uh, I probably it's like their own
0: streaming servers. Yep, yeah, which means I, I mean, will
2: probably never see it. Because honestly, this is what's
0: going there. on. Like it's like yeah, it's now, TV's basically like people are cutting the cord. Like I, we, I got Directv now, which honestly the reason I got it is because of sports. And it's like streaming, because you get, it's like the same thing, you're streaming, but what like, I like about it, too, is, you know, my ATT did was, for people that want to get direct right TV now, they're pretty much not giving you a data cap limit now on your internet, which is actually kind of cool. Hmm. So, because they want you to start, you know, that's what they're moving, that's the direction that, you know, they're moving towards, and they're moving towards cutting the cords, like, you know, streaming is becoming the new thing, you no know, more satellites and all that stuff. I mean, of course, you get the on-demand included with that directing, you know. It's, like, that's why I enjoy it. But a lot of times now, it's, like, now since they bought a majority of Crunchyroll now, and then Crunchyroll, yeah, relation media, that's the whole reason, like, you know, when Funimation and Crunchyroll had that partnership, you know, that sharing content partnership. So, you know, Crunchyroll was going to let them have, like, certain, like, uh, like shows on the Funimation now, and then Funimation was going to help them with the dubbing and helping with, like, video releases. And, of course, the whole thing was, their contract expired, but I think the whole thing was, you know, with Sony Pictures Japan owning a majority of Funimation, the you only know, 95% share, and, of course, with AT&T owning a majority of elation Media, other Media, who runs Crunchyroll, it kind of like, you know, both, you know, they butted heads. And they had a falling out. A lot of people were upset. And, of course, you know, Crunchyroll has a verve. And that's the service I'm using now, and you know, Verb has an access to a lot of stuff, like a lot of content, which is kind of cool. And it's convenient. You know, it's kind of sucks that the Funimation had to leave. You know, they had to walk away with that. But like I said, it's getting to that point that now, like, people, it's basically you can go streaming service, like you can go Amazon Prime Video or any streaming service on like, HBO Now. Like, you don't really need to have cable to subscribe to those like those channels anymore.
2: No, but you have to be willing to pay. Let's say it's even like. Less than ten bucks per service. It's yeah. That's depending on what you want to do. That's like three, four, five services that you might need to get. You know what you could have had on cable to a degree previously. Um, you know, cable obviously didn't offer like the choices that these streaming services had. But you know, for someone like me, it's like I'm not going to spend that much money. Like I'm, I'm, I'll, I will get the Disney one, I think, but that'll probably top me out on subscriptions <laughs> to different services because that's going to be, but you know, to like, like probably thirty five bucks a month.
0: Yeah, because think about it, like now, with, you know, with Disney, gonna, they're going to get the share from Fox, from Hulu. So I'm getting the feeling what's going to happen is they're probably going to so monopolize it again. Well, what's going to happen is you know they're going to have a backlog of the Fox library. I'm guessing what's what going to happen like for more like the adult oriented stuff, the pipe use Hulu as that platform, mm. and then for the family stuff, you know, kid-friendly stuff for the Disney Plus service, it's probably going to be on that service separate. But they're still going to, you know, keep that Hulu, because I found out that they recently hired somebody to help, you know, Hulu out. Like, Disney hired somebody who used they're to work for Fox. everything
1: they're messing up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they used to work for Fox to run the Hulu. Totally.
1: I, I I, feel like that's the case, but I don't think they would ever do well. If they do that, they're also alienating people who only can afford Hulu at the time. They yeah, but remember, Hulu dropped kids. their pri- yeah, but Hulu dropped it their price, and the If you if you still, but then when you start separating content based on age and not based on like leaving the parents control over that, then what's the point? Then the, you're not really giving much incentive to to the people who want to buy both because it's like there's still adults that I know that love Disney crap. And they're even if they don't have kids, it doesn't mean they don't want to go and buy that. So like you're alienating one side of your market, and I get it. Like you're bringing some customer base to the other side so you can sell your Disney thing. But Disney's already sold itself. Like it doesn't have no it doesn't even have to sell itself anymore. You just say Disney's having a streaming service. Imagine how many people freak the hell out and all the. I don't use Twitter, but I'm assuming like that probably got a bunch of retweets or whatever the case may be, whatever you call it. But like, I just think that they would. It's like the Starbucks method. We build a a Starbucks within two miles or so of each other, so not when we know we we purposefully hurt our own market, but then you geographically set yourself up to give to kind of what uh, what is fence people in. So you're hurting other. You're being a competition to yourself, but you're still profiting from it regardless because it's all going back to the top, you know. Yeah, I mean it's sucks.
2: So. Like if what you're saying is sort of like
0: like you get a Starbucks
2: on one corner Mm -hmm. and for simplicity's sake, let's say it makes like a you know, thousand dollars a day, which I'm sure is low, but a thousand dollars a day. And then you put another one, you know, three corners away, instead of that making, you know, one thousand and one thousand, if they're making seven hundred a piece, okay, that's you know, fourteen hundred, you're still making four hundred dollars more than you were previously just,
1: just having one location. you know like
2: yeah. kind of cannibalizing like like limited cannibalizing of your own market mm-hmm. in order to get like incremental bounces in the money so like, i'm wondering if disney might do i mean like netflix it's got the adult you know like you can set the controls so maybe they'll just have different profiles on it too
0: yeah, and it let people say, say you know
2: okay this is you know adult full range not that disney has adult stuff but you know it's okay, kind of grown-up yeah. stuff
1: um, maybe just like the Marvel movies. Yeah. Or t- the Marvel movies, the touchstone yeah, pictures. A, they own
0: touchstone pictures, so yeah, they, they have a lot of like. Get. Yeah. And even though not a, guy, a lot of
1: teenagers aren't going to be reaching back that far, I, I'm, I'm sure there are, but it's probably a very small group that are actually going back and curious. Oh, I want to see some 80s movies that my mom liked or my dad liked. Like, like, I don't think that's a big number, but like. No, they're
2: watching 90s with their 90s. Right? 90s, right?
1: 90s. God, like, oh God, what am I told Mean Girls. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, well, I guess it's, like, 2000 right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, you're right. <laughs> Damn, that's, a little, that's like, 2004 when we came out. I'm going to look that up. But, yeah. yeah. But, you know what I mean? It's, like, I, I like that they're everyone's kind of branding out themselves, but then we're just going back to another bubble again, and then we're going to get, like, um, Comcast or whatever offering. that's like, you get the full package with our deal. Like, I think I saw that on Dish. Or not Dish, Direct I think they added that you can do the HBO, this and this package. Like, do you get the HBO Go or now whatever it's called, Hulu, and then and something Brilliant. else. <laughs> and, then, like, out of all those, the only... I think the only outlier there is Amazon, because you get that because you paid for the Prime thing, So and not and not because you're solely paying for their streaming thing. Which, by me, I mean, they have great content, too, and they don't even have to do that. Like, you don't see them... Um, creating th- these big contracts with, like, something like Time Warner or whatever, because it's like, what?
0: They're burdened their bit because now with Amazon, you know, having their own studios out there. Yeah, they're, they're
1: making great stuff. They're, they're I mean, their stuff won that, like, what, Golden Globes and crap? And i I seen Netflix doing the same thing, but they, I that guy just in a short amount of time with his Amazon stuff already won, like, I guess, prestige awards, as I do the quotation thing, prestige awards that are recognized, and... Do you remember a Netflix title that's no, I mean, I'm sure they've been nominated, but I haven't seen any. More. I think Roma. That
2: right? I think that's the one that's like it's up. It's there, it's right? Like right now, it's getting the accolades.
0: Well, the Oscars are, are this weekend. I think it's Did this you, weekend, you know, yeah. Right? And I, I know what you're gonna watch. But. No, I, I I'm, not a dude, I'm not. I'm not. Ba- I like. I'll follow. Like I'm not. You know. I've never been into the Emmy Awards, but it's like. I'll probably read the results. It's like. No, oh, yeah. The only things I care about is like Best Picture and Best Animated Feature, like the only two that in my mm-hmm. mind because I know Marvel I know Spider Man to the Spider Versus uh nominated for animated feature and uh, I better win man. Incredible Black Panther Incredibles oh, two is also mm-hmm. nominated. Yeah. And then Black Panther, the first Marvel movie nominated for Best Picture. Two
1: thousand and four. Sorry, goes. But yeah. Black Panther, hell yeah. If they win
0: something... That would be like, that'll be, be a big accolade when, when that happens, you know, they end up doing that. And like I said, in of course with Amazon, they're going to have the Lord of the Rings series. I think that Amazon just released a teaser picture of the map. Yeah, I don't know if you see, got a chance to see that online. Bad? Of yeah. what supposedly the show is going to take place and it's supposed to be like a prequel series.
2: Yeah, the rumors I've heard is it's going to be prequels with uh, Aragorn before, you know, like, like a young as a young man, like, his training and growing up. And apparently the map, like, what I've read about that map is that it shows an area to the north of a lot of the main action that you would have encountered in, like, Hobbit and, like, Lord of the Rings. So it shows, like, a northern area. And so people are beginning to speculate that, like, it might be exploring, like, a different geographic region along with exploring, like, an earlier time frame. Um, but it's weird. Everybody's going prequels right now, you know, with that. You got Game of Thrones.
0: You know, oh, yeah, you they're developing a prequel series, too, yeah. Uh,
2: but, no, I'm, I'm, you know, Amazon, I don't like their back catalog. I, they're, like, once you start digging into their movies yeah. for, <laughs> like, if, if it's not, like, just added... A lot of their stuff, I think you can see that they started a little bit later, mm-hmm. in like the streaming because they they have a lot of like what looks like B or C level stuff, and then you get to their original content. Yeah. And the original content was is I think they they do go for like top notch quality there. Um, Man in the High Castle was really really good. Um, that was I think the first one of theirs that I like I, I pretty much really dove into, and oddly enough the main actress from that pops up on in an early episode of Punisher. Oh, hmm. uh, Punisher season two.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and of course they got that one show that's, um, I feel it's gonna star uh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen as like an angel and a demon. Oh, Good Omens. Good Omens. Uh, that, that's one of the shows I'm looking forward to. Like an angel and a demon pretty much trying to stop the world from ending, basically.
2: Well, that's a Neil Gaiman book. Uh, nice. So it's like a Neil Gaiman property. So I'm sure it'll have a pretty high level of uh I mean the writing's gonna be top notch and the concepts are gonna be great. That's one of the couple of his that I nope. haven't actually
0: read. You said this is on Amazon? Yeah, it's uh, it's original programming. It like I said they like Amazon, that's the reason why yeah, I understand the hundred and twenty, you know, price hike, but you gotta stand
1: wait, they they like the, the prime subscription to that?
0: Yeah, the yeah Well they $20. have to not pay taxes. Oh
2: yeah So <laughs> yeah, I mean with, with them not paying yeah, any taxes at all, they have to be able to
0: (laughs) I swear to
2: god well, Netflix Netflix did the same thing they hike their prices and they don't pay any taxes let's let's segue into the
1: politics folks (laughs) (laughs) oh my first oh oh, why did you okay (laughs) this is good um well first of all that's some baby back but you know we live in a country that tends to do that sort of thing and they you know don't bat an eye because we do like our two day shipping and those drones are so cute but like (laughs) come on folks I get it, you don't get to be the richest person in the world without breaking in a few eggs, hearts, or ethical guidelines. But damn, like, we're asking people already to shell out, you know, they're asking, because it, it's definitely you are still the controller of whether you want to pay for these paywall subscription services. Because, you know, there's other ways around that cap, but we're paying for that convenience. It's like going to Walgreens for our entertainment. You're paying the extra buck because it's there and it's open to almost twenty four seven, and they have liquor sales, and we're insanely, insanely budgetable. But you know what I mean? So like, that that's why it's like this bubble thing is only going to happen again. But it's just a matter of time to where it's like you know you can't ask people for that. I mean, people are paying for our music still, you know? So it's like you gotta cost, you gotta factor in that, and if you have kids, you want to keep them entertained, and we're already in the phone world as it is, so it's like. I don't I see four or five year with phones and it's insane, but yeah. you know that's not up to us, it's up to the parents for you know, discretion and what they want to do for their child, but that's just not I do I don't we're going in a rough direction.
2: Well it's weird with you know, with the price like joking aside, it's yeah. like it's crazy. That's where Amazon has to a degree sold me. Because I'm I, I don't know of another time or really that, another property where I would say like okay like I could see sucking up 120 bucks or like doing the monthly fee, mm-hmm. you know, for them in order to get access
0: to, to the Lord of the Rings,
2: you know, to, to get that because I'm I, I just realized <laughs> well, I think only Fellowship of the Rings is available for streaming on Netflix yeah. right now, so I wonder if they're gonna well I don't know if, if Amazon will work something out to be able to put all of Hobbit.
0: Lord of the Rings, and and then their original content
2: there at the same time, which would be a huge windfall for them, I would think. But, you know, like, their their premium, their original content is pretty high quality, and they've got, oh, what's the other one? I knew, like, a week ago, but, like, they've got two different series coming out that I really want to see. One of them's Lord of the Rings, and now the other one escapes me, but the quality's there, and... I would rather pay for that content than, like, the free shipping. Yeah. Like So if I if I re-up with it, it'll be for, like, access to that content.
0: Yeah. I mean, the same thing with me. It was, like, with me, I was, like, you know, I'm a big anime guy, you know. It's, like, I had Crunchyroll, I had Funimation, you know, with all, the whole thing with the whole partnership decided to go. I'm, like, do I like more of the subs. Oh, like it because I mean Crunchyroll to me, it's not a bad price. It's like six, like you know, like eight bucks. It's like seven ninety five, and then Funimation now is like six ninety five. But it's like I was looking to more more Crunchyroll because I was like more of their sub content, you know. And Funimation, you know, I grew up on those dubs, you know. But like, good thing about it is, you know, with Hulu picking up that partnership with Funimation to help release that content, that <coughs> Hulu and Hulu trying to expand to the anime market, not bad. So that's why, like, I lean it towards Crunchyroll to Verve because Crunchyroll runs it. So I not only get Crunchyroll, I get like channels like Rooster Teeth, and, like Nerdist, you know Curiosity Stream, Shutter, all these different like services for like ten bucks. It's like not bad because it's like you know I'll get my fix on there, and even Boomerang because even Boomerang's on there. It's like kind of funny because you got the Flintstones, Jetsons, and all those shows on there. That's like you know it kicks a the nostalgia effect to me. Did but,
2: you, you were saying that Boomerang has the Hanna Barbera stuff.
0: Yeah, a lot. Of, it has a lot of there Ham- because you know Hanover got bought by Turner, and of course Turner owns like Time Warner before you know, you know selling Time Warner Entertainment to, uh, to AT and T. I think Turner still owns CNN. I don't know that for sure.
2: Did you notice if they do have uh, like the Herculoids and Space Ghost and all that?
0: That I've not checked yet. I know they got a good amount, but let's see if it's on there. But
2: because that was like that was early Saturday morning for me was, man, they would play, like, the Herculoids, Space Ghost, and Thundar the Barbarian. And those were amazing at the time. And they were a lot different than other ones that were airing. Because I want to say those might have been, like, late 70s cartoons as opposed to, like, the 80s cartoons that I was watching.
1: What were you... What were you watching? Well, because... You grew up in the 80s. When I was little,
2: it was like yeah. that was like the original G.I. Joe cartoon like series, or yeah. How, okay, yeah. Original Transformers series. Um, there were other ones that kind of like came and went, but those were like the two big ones. And then, because where I lived, I would watch TV that was uh, like broadcast from Detroit, and there they would show because I was close, I was close, close of, enough to Detroit, yeah, that like you get signals, but that's where I would see like old TV shows. But I, again, like because he had. I don't, I don't know, like, Herculoids, it was, like, on a different... It was almost, like, a Lost in Space, because mm-hmm. it was, like, a family of kind of primitive people on another planet that had, like, this whole kingdom of, like, animal helpers, and they would always somehow get into trouble. You know, Space Ghost was, you know, like, a superhero Space Patrol dude with, uh, like, a couple of sidekicks. Yeah, he was almost, like, there. a Superman-esque.
1: Wait, Space Ghost? Oh, Space Ghost what? was amazing. Is that the same one I'm thinking of? No, well,
2: not like the no, Space not
1: Space like ghost.
0: ghost. I'm, oh, to talk. I'm talking about the toxic yeah, there <laughs> like Oh my god. Serious
2: Space ghost.
1: I love oh. Space Ghost. Oh, so that was like the serious, like, yeah, it was like and then he, that was like the Conan O'Brien. Yeah, he child. was like
2: out there patrolling That's so cool. ...like, the universe, and he had like his two sidekicks and a monkey in his cool spaceship. But it's like, I don't know. i barely watched coast to coast but it's like you know he had this guy who could he had like energy blasts force fields he could go invisible he could fly in space he was strong and he so he wasn't quite like Superman but he was like this kind of like roving one man like space ranger dude and he was like pretty tough at the time and the show and you know the series was like goofball but like the characters took it seriously you know within the context of the episode so like if you're a little kid like it's totally serious you yeah. know, and then you know, Thundar was like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing. He had like a, a Wookie esque. He was like a barbarian with like an energy sword. He had like a Wookie esque companion, and then like a, a female magician, and they wandered like this. I kind of think they did like. Wasteland. I think it
0: was it was it. I think it was on the Nickelodeon version of Ninja Turtles. And it's funny because they ended up doing like the turtles were watching these old shows and the did, thing. <laughs> on, on their TV, and they're watching like a parody of Star Trek and a parody of Thundar. They did like a parody of it, which actually was really good. It's actually the, like similar to what you're talking about. It's like it's the same thing. It's like the nostalgia factor. It's like all that. And it's like yeah, but yeah, I checked the movie. Like they got a lot of like some of the popular Hanna Barbera properties, like Jetsons, Flintstones, Scooby Doo, The you know, Tommy stuff. Jerry. The, stuff. the one that most people like, you know, gravitate gravitate to, to like Animan, Huckleberry, How, Yogi Bears, on there. I
1: still think it's good. The sh- I would hope that like. Like Scooby Doo, I feel is still
2: somewhat relevant. It's good to show them their kids, I think. They're working on
1: a new Scooby Doo movie again.
2: Again?
0: Like yeah. a Live action, or I think so. Yeah. Like I know they just—you uh, you know like, how they had that one show, higher, Thirteen yeah. Ghosts of uh, Scooby Doo, like that one series where they had try to catch all these thirteen ghosts. Apparently, I think they're releasing a film, like a made to film, that? just like as the finalization, you know, just to end that series. I think it's like to get that series a like, closer. But uh, Scooby Doo, like I even saw like the Mystery Incorporated. Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated was like, it was Scooby Doo, but more like darker tone. Which is was like that a, the one that
2: was like in the last like 10 years?
0: Yeah. That was, that was that, cool.
2: Like, because I thought that was, it was like EV. a pre yeah. Like, I
0: don't realize that was like a prequel to the series. Oh, it was the oh, one I where they talked talk about
2: that. the parents of the kids? Like, no, like it's what like, happened to the parents?
0: No, the original <laughs> Mystery Inc. There's like, one. what happened to the original Mystery Inc. Because it was a different. There wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were in yeah. the first so one. They
1: bought the van one day?
0: No, 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 I used to watch this with Eevee. And yeah, because
2: they. There's, like, the regular Their they
0: high school. Episodes. Like, it's supposedly this takes place before, you know...
1: But it's the same people like Fred and Daphne.
0: Yeah, and Frank Rowe. Welker still does the voice of Fred.
1: What in the hell? No, He's like... still kicking, dude. He's he... Ah, well, you know, he doesn't have to move much. He's
0: either. a legend,
2: man. Yeah, but there was, like... They, they keep learning, like, bit by bit that there was... An actual L-
1: original, like, a monster. Yeah, like, like, there was their group.
2: <laughs> and then, in that town, there had been, like, a group before them that... No one knew about, and like part of the ongoing mystery was about who they were. That was a really good, really good series. I love that
0: show, and then apparently, when I I don't want to spoil it for everybody it was like honestly, but they it was basically a prequel to the actual series. It was a prequel to the series because they're all dressed in their style and stuff. And it's like you got Matthew Litter, who you know he was Shaggy in the live action. Yeah, mean, the he's, voice of Shaggy in general now. He's Shaggy now. It's like see the memes. Oh my God! He's just, oh like, yeah, the Shaggy Mortal Kombat. You know they trying no, to. He's
1: immortal. He's got the high power. He turned himself into a zombie, and used ten percent of his power. To, it's so dumb. It, it go on Reddit, folks. If you haven't seen it, it's in, yeah. I think I've seen
2: him as a Jedi recently.
1: Yeah, because he's invincible. He's got the power of a hundred percent over that. Like the ratios don't even match to the power of Shaggy. And, then, and meme culture is alive, folks. It's just it's 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 changing the world uh, little by little, but. That, it's nice to see. Like I think I saw it. Like Amazon posted. I was telling you the other time that they put the Three Stooges, but they they put it on um, their best episodes. the release a collection or the most fan favorites. They colorized them completely. Oh yeah. Okay. So it was nice to. And then like me and Fonz watched the Three Stooges all. I got like the five. I got the five. Yeah, religiously, yeah. it was. Religious. So when
0: you know Columbia, you know Sony decided to release like the collections, like basically. Everything basically in order. So I had the first five yeah. volumes with Curly, you have know, the Chimp. Because I wasn't a big fan of Joe Besser. I'm sorry. I'm, oh God, uh, he was. Yeah, he was probably because the honestly, he was the only stooge that you couldn't he couldn't even get hit because it was in his contract that he wanted to get hit. So that's I, why Mo and Larry. I'm yeah. taking the majority of the. It's like
1: how are you gonna be a stooge and not get
0: hit? Not take you know the slapstick. It's like that's why I didn't get those. I just got the ones with Curly Shep. and Chimp. I you mean, Chimp right. had a. Jump in, of course, that time, you know, Curly had a stroke and Champ had to go fill in for him. And, you know, he was only doing it yeah, temporarily it. until Curly got better, of course. You know, eventually Curly never got better after that. But it was funny. They did all appear one episode. People don't realize. It's called Hold That... That was a, It was a stooge film. It's called Hold That Lion. And there's a, there's a scene where it's Champ, Moe, and Larry. They're going through this train. And it's Curly. People, It wasn't Curly because his hair grew. So, like, he didn't buzz his hair because they buzzed his hair. But he grew his hair and he's sleep and he's like sleeping.
1: Curly grew his hair.
0: Yeah, he grew his hair. You know, and this is like before. You know, he was barely recovering from the stroke, but they had him do like a cameo, and he's like he's sleeping. He's doing that snore. He always he always he snores like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then he go. Right? <laughs> and then he pick up these people like. Rawr, rawr. So it's like a little cameo. It's like the first time all the three brothers was this Curly Howard, Moe Howard, and Shemp Howard. They were the three brothers. They all grew up together, and then there was their friend stages. they... So, I'm like, I would like to go back and watch them because I had the DVDs when, you know, Columbia and Sony decided to release them. Yeah. Because they own Columbia Pictures.
1: I'm telling you, if you all have Amazon, check it out. Or Amazon Prime, uh, the streaming service, you should check it out because it was very nice to revisit. Like, we had we had the, the VHS tapes. Uh, we had the courtroom episode on VHS that we would watch all the time. And then um, the one TV we had, uh, they would show Three Stooges at, like, 6 in the morning. So, we had to get up early for Jesus School to do watch it. And then I think by 6, they, or no, it would probably start at 5.30 and end at 6.30, but we would catch, like, that later half episode, and then they would go to Safe by the Bell, which is the most <laughs> random transition. So you get some of the, like, historic, nostalgic comedy, some of the best stuff of its time, and then you go to, you know, California Dreams. Oh, God. Bayside High. And mind you, everyone, you know, you got your opinions on Sample of the Bell, But I don't hate it. Hey, you know, it, Mark Paul, is, he's doing
2: kind of solid work in The Passage that's on Blue. On Pass- oh, good. yeah, it's great. Uh, he And YPD Blue, he
0: was so bad. He was very good in that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he, he He's definitely, like, tried to make a solid go of it. Uh, the Passage is pretty good. I, I think I'm an episode behind right now. Um... Because I think I mentioned to you that i would yeah. watched those movies or uh, that I'd read all three of those books and so far they they are diverging a little bit from some of the the book not too bad yet uh, a little bit of gender switching on a couple of the characters which yeah. makes no impact whatsoever on like the flow of the story which I think is the best way to do it
0: Take a you know if you're gonna show.
2: if you're gonna flip something just to make it a little bit more diverse you know like no, I think that's what Gotham did yeah,
0: I think that's what Gotham did and also the Flash like DC shows they kinda like gender swap certain characters of villains just then became more interesting.
2: Yeah, because at a certain point you don't want to see like yeah, a show of all the same thing that you've seen a hundred thousand times before. Oh yeah.
1: Wait, what do you mean? Well
2: not to put too fine a point on it or to complain about it because it was like it was up its time, but like if you were to take like a Gotham Show and make it just as it was. It's like they were all white male characters with the exception of Catwoman, who is a white woman. Yeah, and like I, I, I haven't sorry. gone and really like researched it or anything like that. But like, if you have a show, a more modern show like Gotham or like <laughs> the, the Arrowverse shows, if you flip some of them and some of them are black woman, Latino, whatever, it's like at a certain point, like that's great because it does make it more interesting and how many decades of television have been like complete white ensemble dramas.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: So it's like, you know, but it's it, it would be true to the source material, but at a certain point source material becomes dated. Yes. And then you need to you know, I would think that somebody adapting those kinds of things would need to decide, you know, is it you know, what's the important thing about uh well what was it? That Fantastic Four movie Oh, yeah! everybody trashed. Um, no, 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 2014. The the like, yeah.
0: Fox's last attempt to oh, try God. to keep the yeah. license to Fantastic Four. It.
2: It's like, or or I think I mentioned, like, the Lost in Space uh, Netflix series. That one, I think, did a much better job. Like, they, they had the Fantastic Four one, uh, Michael P. Jordan, right?
1: Yeah. He,
2: he played Johnny Storm. They had... They had... Uh, Johnny's from African-American actor, obviously. I think the father exactly. was African-American, and the sister was white. Yeah. I don't remember if they explained it in the movie. Honestly, I don't think you have to, usually. But Lost in Space, they did it. They had a character, uh, one of the daughters was white. or Well, in the original series, the all-white family uh, and white supporting actors. Uh, in the Netflix series, one of the supporting actors is... I think Latin, They're kind of hard to tell, but not, not like, uh, Anglo. And then one of the daughters in the nuclear family that makes up the thing is African-American. They never, they never mention it for like six episodes. Mm. Evie watched it, my daughter Evie watched it. And she asked like at one point, she's like, are they ever going to say why Penny's different? I was like, they do. Cause I was further ahead in the show. I was like, they do, but that's not a big deal. She's like, all right. Like she just totally accepted it. And then later it's not a spoiler by any means. But if anybody has not watched Lost in Space on Netflix, total recommendation. Uh, Later, the father says something in a situation where he's like, you know, Penny, she's just like me. Like, everything about me, like, she is exactly like me. And it doesn't matter that she's not mine. It's, you you know, she is the most like me of all the kids. And that's the entire explanation. You don't know up to that point that the mother had either been married before but at least had a kid with somebody else before she was married to the
0: like, main biological. male mm-hmm. you know her
2: husband the in, in the show and they just it's there that daughter looks different doesn't matter nobody treats her different father doesn't treat her different it turns out it's her stepfather you know <laughs> it's, it, but, 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 big but never yeah it just never comes up until it's just mentioned that he loves her so much and that he treasures how much like him she is and, and that she manages it to be like that way, even though that's not his natural kid, mm-hmm. but it, it just it comes out like it's just a detail. It's not like a very yeah. special Lost in Space. It's just
0: that's you why know, I'm like that's all it is. That's why it's just like this age, especially with the Marvel movies now, how they're like making more diverse and like like the, the cast from Spider-Man: Homecoming. I mean, I was glad they made it, they made the cast all diverse. Keep it going that way. I mean, that's what it is. is. Like nice you know, too, same thing too. Like, but it's nice to see. It's like when Netflix, you know, they're gonna do the Avatar series. Like if you want to watch Avatar, The Last Airbender, they're going to have a live action version of that show, but they're going to have the showrunners, the, the actual creators of that animated show, be the showrunners and executive producers. But they, you know, they said we're not going to whitewash it. We're going to go break down our characters, find out what you know ethnicities they represent, and we're going to find actors to portray those characters because of different ethnicities. You know, See, they went the cast of Aladdin, like the upcoming live action reboots, that, that is showing up. I mean. You no, know, everything's going crazy because of Will Smith as the genie. But think, oh, think about—oh, well,
1: well, can we talk
0: about that? <laughs> honestly, it's pretty big shoes to fill because he's filling for Rod Williams, who yeah, honestly besides
1: that, it looks awful.
0: Like it we, looks it awful almost, on it still. Yes.
1: Yeah. Still,
0: I think it's gonna
2: look better because once it's polished, you have him glowing or something, I, I think it's gonna look better. Because
1: he shapeshifts in the movie, he's doing all these things. It's like I would hope, but you're right. Like maybe you know. I think on
2: I screen think. it'll look better than it does.
0: Remember with yeah. trailers, it's basically they show what footage so why they I don't had.
1: Watch it. They show the best footage they have available.
0: They had they, they pretty they had much had done writing. so far, yeah. yeah.
1: And because they have to sell it on us uh, first, that's why. Like when you go to the, when you see these, uh, I like to call them lame ass comedy movies because sometimes they're really bad. But, like, they only show you the best jokes within the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when we went to see The Damn Night School? We, we went to see Night School because my mom wanted to see it. And she's so a Kevin Hart it. fan. Yeah, yeah, she likes Kevin Hart. And, and, you know, shout out to Kevin Hart. He's doing his thing. But, like, the movie was pretty... I mean, it's a general plot. I get it. It's it's not the greatest Wait, movie. he
2: falls in love with his teacher?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He no, oh, I know, 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 no, 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 no. She's a lesbian. But oh. he, he was just trying to impress... Okay, yeah. Uh, Tiffany Haddish's whole... He was a... like, um, his girl, like... She's from Chicago, so shout-out Tiffany Haddish for that, because nice. she's great. She's great. Represent? Um, no, he, he's basically trying to uh, impress his girlfriend, who is definitely out of his league. He's... Because uh, she has a like, a pretty, like, high-class job at, like, an interior design firm for, like, big... I guess... They make it... They paint it like it, it's, like, she works downtown, they're in a skyscraper, and he sold her on this lifestyle that he leads even though it was all a big... somewhat of a front because he's... he's, like, the lead sales salesman guy at, at a barbecue, barbecue...
0: And he was a to... Franchise And his boss... Barbecue
1: appliances.
0: But his boss treats him like, uh, like his son. So, he was going to give him seller. the company. He was going to give him the... he
1: was he, going he to give it to him when he retires. Yeah. Like it was in, like, a few months or whatever. And so he just got this big promotion and he just asked her to get... We're going to spoil the movie, but, yeah, it's already out. So if you haven't seen it, it's, it's on your thing. But, like, he... He gets this big promotion from the boss because he sees him like a son. So he's like, I'm retiring soon and I'd rather give it to so like, Wouldn't you want to give it to your own son? And when he's there, which I thought was hilarious. And he's like, I think he was like picking his nose or something when they point the camera at him. <laughs> he's like, Oh no, he he, this whole place will crash and burn. Which is ironic because this is exactly what happens when he proposes to his girlfriend after getting this promotion. So he proposes to her, she says yes. and so He left like, the gas on some... He left the gas line on in one of the barbecues. And so as he's trying to pop the champagne bottle, I guess uh, some they, he had like tiki torches, which I hate to say <laughs> now because of the stupid climate we live in. But like he What's had that these called? tiki torches, yeah, right. Yeah. Ah, well, I don't even know why I said that. Whatever. He had these tiki torches that were kind of close to it. And obviously, when you have a gas line leaking or going off, uh, you know what happens. And so the whole place gets on fire. <laughs> But I, I think she had left outside to get a call. or Something happened because he was blindfolded the whole time. And then once they got to the thing, something had happened, right? Because she, she had left, I think. Yeah,
0: and then she came back or something. No. I
1: think, man, it's been a while since. No, story. she, they were doing something. I think she had to go to s- some meeting. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. Like, like a client meeting. or something. Yeah, yeah, a client maybe. And then, like, she goes off. And then they both, no, they both leave. They both leave. But he left the gas line for some reason, and then, like, the whole place gets on fire. And so now he's back to the drawing board. And he doesn't have a he doesn't have a high school diploma. He never graduated high school. And his friend, is yeah.
0: playing a bench sports great actor, John Raphael how, how from, John Park John from Parks and Rec. So the he's trying school. to help him to work at his accounting firm, but the problem is he needs a high school diploma. And then he'll try More to get a GED, GED, GED yeah. to get in there.
1: And and the line to Kevin Hart's he's oh and his character has always been able to talk himself out or talk his way out of things and sell himself high so that's why he's a he makes an excellent salesman and so like even with that he's like oh it's okay i'll just go charm the pants off him it's like yeah dude but you still need gd he's like well you know, we just, you know let's go on the internet and just find a fake one it's like no man that's not how it works so even then that's why he goes and signs up for a, a gd course at his old high school so he even tries to sweet talk his principal and the, principal, the principal's the guy he used
0: to pick on, in he, high school.
1: It was the guy who used to pick on that he used to pick on him mm-hmm. in high school because he was dyslexic. Kevin Hart ends up being dyslexic. He just doesn't know it because he always thought because when you're dyslexic you don't know you don't think you're yeah out, you, right? yeah
2: you don't necessarily know that you're actually perceiving anything differently because that's yeah. the way you always perceive it.
1: And I'm sure his parents like he never brought up because his parents were like how come you can't be like your sister because your sister is always getting good grades and he would be like yeah I don't like school it's not for me yeah. So he dropped out, and that was because of that. And so that's why he signed up for the GD school. Anyways, it's a pretty, like, general plot, but, like, they use your your cliche comedy stuff. Deadpan jokes. Uh, What's that guy's name? Rob Riggles in there. Rob Riggles in there. He's pretty funny in there, too. He plays, like, kind of a numbskull guy, but he's got a sweetheart. So, like, you, each character is a pretty cliche, like, caricature of what you don't, I guess they think normal the people could be like. In a high school, who up for people who are going back to get their GD, you have the immigrant guy, you have what the the the, the housewife who never you know who got married early and just you let her life go with the, whatever the husband dictates, and the is one the young girl school.
0: who's basically going to school so she won't go to jail or something. Oh yeah, the girl. Yeah. Then you got Fat Joe in there. They He's a prisoner. It's hilarious. Fantastic fat Joe's jail. in there by skyping. He's in prison by <laughs> getting his GD through prison. It's ridiculous. This is hilarious. It's like um, seeing Fat Joe. I'm like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, it's funny to see him in the movie. Uh, but God, he's come a long way. And, and if you listen to Terrence, you'll probably listen to him. But nonetheless, it's 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 not a terrible movie. It's more or less if you're on Saturday night, you're either drunk or high, and you just want to laugh at something simple. Or you like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. They made a good combo in the movie. And they're both hilarious in their own right. Um, not on my totem pole of comedians, <laughs> nonetheless. But very much, they're funny guys. Or funny people.
2: I was super surprised. Do you guys remember News Radio at all? Yeah. The own the guy who played the owner, Jimmy James.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I finally watched No Country for Old Men. He's in there. And he's in there.
1: Hmm.
2: He's. Uh, well,
1: Joe Rogan was on News Radio. Phil Hartman. He was on. Joe there. Rogan. Yeah, he was on. Phil Hartman. Stereo? He
0: was on News Radio. He well, has hair in there. Who is he? Who did he play? He, on? um. He was like in his. <coughs> what's his name?
1: Yeah, he was in his 20s. He's in there. I'll look it up. Yeah. He was in the handyman. Look up the I cast did.
0: list, dude. Look up the cast for your radio. It was a good cast. I, I
2: believe you, but I can't place who, who that would he be. He might
1: have actually been the handyman.
2: The, was uh, like the dark hair? Like? No,
1: no, because he was wearing... No, no. Yeah, he has dark brown hair, because he actually has hair in there. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Rogan. Uh, i got a podcast. Um, Yeah, he's in news radio. That's how he knew Phil Harvitt. And then once they, they had a... He was actually talking... He talks about a lot in this podcast, but... They talk about how like they were nom- Phil Harmon was nominated for an Emmy that year, and he had sadly you know was murdered by, by his, his own wife. Yep. So they went, and he was talk. He always talks about it, but like there's a joke that Dave Foley, who was also on the show, Dave
2: Foley's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, he talks about it that like they he lost that year to uh, um, what's his name from Frasier, not not um, Kelsey Grammer, but the, David uh, High Pierce. Yeah, yeah. For for the Emmy for best actor in a sitcom or something. Yeah, he's in there.
0: Uh, Joe Rowan, yeah. But who does he play?
1: Ah, crap. Is
0: a or are you just like... No, I, I'm on
1: Wikipedia. Jimmy James, yeah, Jimmy James. Obviously... Uh,
2: but No Country for Old Man, for great. Steven Root. Never seen it before.
1: Never Steven Rue. For, uh, for Office. no, for Jimmy James' character. He is Joe Garelli. He's the handyman. Yeah. He is? Holy <laughs> cow! Stations That's crazy. Smart. I can picture him like isn't that insane he was in in like like every episode episode. yeah oh that's crazy he's He's not this show. look at him young and handsome Joe Rogan (laughs) oh my god that's crazy and they had a vibe. holy cow (laughs) it's funny because he has a a kickboxing episode she was so pretty yeah oh god
0: oh my god I can't remember is that Laura years uh uh, yeah
1: uh, uh, from uh what is it from Will and Great no what's her name I'm looking I'm, I'm coming back let me see uh, Lisa, Mara Tierney.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, she's
1: so attractive. Uh, anyways, but yeah. Um, he brings up about that Emmy and that like when David High Pierce won it, he goes damn. And then Dave Foley goes to like the cast members and he leans into Joe Rogan and is like, damn, what is he got to do to win a one win, win the Emmy? Because he had Scott killed. He's like, damn, you know, it's like, what is he got to do to win? Mm-hmm. Not even the dead guy could win. Even when he was alive, he couldn't get nominated, and that was a great show. No, Phil Hartman,
0: he's a great actor. Like SNL, freaking Simpsons. Like this is like honestly was this is when he passed away. He was was like
2: their go-to utility player. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Um,
0: and mind you, Frasier's hilarious, but come on. uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, like
2: I well, I want to say I don't have any basis for this besides like my own vague recollection of how time moves but like I want to say Frasier was probably on for several seasons before News Radio cuz I think not, News Radio was only yeah. on for four seasons maybe yeah because no matter Frasier was spin
0: yeah. off of Cheers yeah, yeah. so like well, it, it, of, it, it probably had the a lot there. more, yeah. Yeah. more momentum there. and
2: prestige at that point than
1: four seasons uh, or five seasons it went from 98 to or uh 90 1995
2: to 1999 but uh no yeah News Radio I still remember loving that show. That was great. I want to say I remember... I think I remember Is that, that like, streaming anywhere, or... Um, I haven't seen it let me see. listed anywhere for a long time.
1: Syndicate Although, if
2: NBC's the, doing any, that'd be one of the properties that I'm sure they um,
1: would. 2006, they had it a little bit and Nick and Knight and TBS. Um, right now... It might not have made that 100-episode mark
2: for syndication.
1: It might be on Netflix. I'll I'll look it up. But, yeah, it it wasn't because a lot of people... What it's showing is that a lot of the syndication cut off by 2011. Um, It streamed in Canada until 2013.
0: Oh, Um, Canada. Oh, Canada. (laughs) Uh,
1: But it's crazy how there's a lot of these (gasps) sitcoms that... Are still very much are gaining some sort of popularity. Hopefully, within a lot of the younger people. It's
0: like like the what that's basically what Nickelodeon's doing right now with the youth movement right now. How they're revitalizing all that, but they're gonna have Ken Thompson like be the showrunner and producer for it, and then how they're gonna revitalize "Are You Afraid of the Dark"? I don't know if you guys remember "Are You Afraid of the Dark"? Yeah. That yeah. was not my
2: time, but not I, I time like
1: it's, no of It's on Crackle. You can get it for ninety nine cents on iTunes, and it's on YouTube for a ninety nine. Oh, Andy Dick said that too. I forgot about that. Oh, Andy. oh and, well,
2: Andy Dick like that's one of the rumors. That that's one of the big things I guess a lot of the the cast from News Radio like the 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 prevailing theory is that Andy Dick was the guy who got Hartman's wife back into like it was cocaine To the drugs. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's what happened that was like that's why Hartman threatened to leave. It's like, you're, like, you need to get off this, like, you know, like, I'm gonna leave unless you get off this. And then she, like, went and got the gun. yeah. But, like, Andy Dick apparently either denies it or, like, won't comment on it, but, like...
1: It's on Prime Radio. Really? Yeah, it says, it says in Google Play. But, yeah, so he, he sort of may have non-intentionally...
2: Like, yeah, like his own, like, Andy Dick's own... Something. Bad behavior and bad influence, so like tonight. possibly led directly to Hartman's death,
1: and that sucks because like Rogan still refers to Eddie Dick a lot, and like it's he's. A very and the funny thing guy. was
0: that you know how Futurama was coming out, Matt Groening, when he was developed, he and David X. Cuomo developed Futurama, that the character Zach Bragan originally he had he thought of Phil Hartman, he thought of Phil You're for that excellent. role, and then of course. um uh, that one anime filmed by Studio Ghibli, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, was um, Phil Hartman's last voiceover role. And then Phil Hartman's last live-action role was in that movie uh, Small Soldiers. He's the... Um, he was the dad yeah. of that girl. That was um, his last, because if you watch the credits, at the end it said in memory of Phil Hartman, because I think he died when he got killed before that movie premiered. So when they did the home video release, they, they at the end of the crash, they did Love in Memory of Phil Hartman, same thing with uh, Studio Ghibli. When Disney brought it over, they brought it over to a home video and DVD release, release. when they did the English dub for it, they did like a tribute, they had, you know, tribute you know, in memory of Phil Hartman. Love in Memory of Phil Hartman.
1: Oh, uh, RIP, man. He he's, was something else. He,
2: yeah, he's one of those guys you don't hear anything bad about. Like, yeah, Troy McClure, all.
0: man, yeah. Lionel Hutz, Terry Ann Lodge. That's, that's I what I, was, I, I, was,
1: I was very much a kid, so, like, and we, <laughs> we were watching stuff we should have been watching in the first place, which was great. News like, like, radio? I
2: mean, that, that's pretty, I never, was, I mean, was, though. Uh, no,
1: I mean, like, other stuff. Right? Oh, okay. Not necessarily that. It's only because, like, well, me and Ivan were talking about that the other day, like, imagine all, the, like, because we were talking about the different shit that we watched, because it wasn't as, it wasn't as sensitive, I don't know, your parenting styles. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I think I watched Nightmare on Elm Street when I was, like, six or seven, and I was at a family party. Like, it, like stuff like that, I don't know if it's like that still, but even then, I think we were exposed to a lot of stuff that you, now I'm, I'm assuming now that parents would maybe not recommend, but it happens, and and it's cool. That's why it got me into things. Like, Simpsons, I was watching all the time, going to a friend's house, because that's what they had on and it was always on Yep. So, like, we hearing Troy McClure, um, which was Phil Hartman, like, I, mean, I didn't know the name, but I knew the voice. The minute he would say, oh, I'm Troy McClure. And then, like, like, and then like going heart. later on that he was on um, news radio, and then I'm a huge fan of comedy. So, it's like, or I'm ta- especially stand-up, but, like, he didn't necessarily do that, but listening to Joe Rogan religiously, and then watching stand-up, the way he talks about it, it seems like he's, he was a very impactful figure, of that generation, I, well, he you know, was old.
2: I think because, like, definitely old amongst right? like of, of his comedy generation and his like performance generation. I think he started later. Like I, I can't I can't attest to the veracity of this, but I want to say he was one of the guys that started in Second City, oh. and like and he jumped up. Like, he was, like, working with them and everything. He was, like, part of it, but, like, not in it. Like, not, not on stage. And at one point, he just, like, decided to, like, jump up. And, like, they all were happy because it was improv. You think and, like, he was, like,
1: helping with skills.
2: Yeah, like, he was, he was like, like, writing or whatever. But, like, I think he started later in life. No, actually, Phil Hartman was a successful graphic designer. I believe he actually designed the logo... For Crosby, Stilson Nash, oh, he really had something to do with that. He was a like an old school graphic designer and had a business of his own, and then got into it. So like he started, but like you look at the guys he came up with, because he was there oh, with like David Spade, Chris Farley, like, like 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 one of those golden bumps in like SNL. But he was older than all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah, graphic Cause he, artist. Because he had gone on, you know, he had, he started later. Yeah. And but but I bet you like a lot of what he like a lot of his not persona, but like his like a lot of him was probably more grounded because he was older. No
1: way. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna read from the Wikipedia page for Phil Harmon. And so yeah, they do mention he's a graphic artist born in uh born in Canada in Brantford, Canada. Ontario. Uh, shout out to Canada. Um, <laughs> he's like well, he graduated from the California State University With a degree in graphic arts, he designed album covers for bands like Poco and America. Holy shit. Oh, there you go. He joined the comedy group The Groundlings in 75, and there helped comedian Paul Rubens develop his character for Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, he was like, I think, co-creator. Holy crap. Yeah, he co-wrote the screenplay for the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He should come on the show, too. Yeah. Oh, man. He was jumbie. You guys should check out his page. He's looking pretty slick. Look at that. That's that's a '70s suit right there. Oh, He looks, handsome as hell.
2: He looks like a he looks like an actor that's uh, always plays uh, drug dealers <laughs> from uh, like from the. He's the 90s. white.
1: He's the white connection that meets when you come to America oh, man. for the first time. Born in '48, yeah. So he was. I mean, he was 49 when when he passed away. But dang, man, like. He did a lot. Yeah, I mean, the, the SNL, just so much. He got a primetime Emmy for his SNL work?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah, he ever had. Oh, uh, Lionel I Hudson,
1: of Yeah. Damn, man, so many great things. Like, he did so much. English dub for Kiki's Delivery Service. As I said, That
0: was the on one, yeah. Jingle
1: All the Way, Small Soldiers, when you mentioned Sergeant Bilko, guest. Oh, my God. So many great stuff. I mean... You know it's sad how he we went, but at the end of the day, man, he gave us so much, and you know, we're definitely not worthy of it. But
0: and then your birthday just passed, go, and then uh, oh crap, yeah. And your birthday—you you sure with Kirk Cobain, man. He could have been yeah. Um, Kurt that's Bain the
1: one thing is is yeah, Kirk. It's funny. He could have
0: turned like fifty-two. He would have been like fifty-two years old.
1: Yeah, and that's it's a little weird. Uh, knowing the only the, the two things I remember researching on my birthday is the fact that I shared a birthday with Kirk Cobain. And Rihanna, which are two <laughs> different spectrums of the music category, because one, one definitely hated the music machine and the music industry and the way the machine works, and one took advantage of it, and now is only focusing on cosmetic stuff, which is all power to her. I mean, everyone loves Rihanna, whether you like it or not. But she's doing her thing. It's and I, I don't listen to her music particularly because it's just bubble, pop, whatever stuff, but, like, as a whole, I mean, I get it. Culture's significant, and it seems like she doesn't need to... She doesn't put herself out for things that doesn't matter to her at this point in the game. You start out with, with Jay-Z's label, it kind of helps, but, like... It's it's interesting to share birthdays with two prolific figures in, in pop culture. Um, it's, yeah, 52, man. He would have been 52, but uh, I've been, like now that Nirvana's on t-shirts everywhere and it's and, and for what it is commercialization sucks but at the end of the day you have to see the other side of the coin to where you want that to spread and keep the name going like you're always gonna see what's the one, top I feel like I always see the same five shirts that are gonna, always gonna be put out like Ramon shirts Nirvana shirts Stone shirts and mm-hmm. Chili Peppers are are definitely one of them Metallica shirts and Guns N' Roses shirts yeah, like we, the list goes on
2: I mean, like bands like that. Like, I mean, not to pick on any Beatles particular too, band. Like, well, yeah, Beatles. but yeah. But it's like, at a certain point, it's like they become more of a.
1: The thing like a visual watch.
2: short. It's a, it's like it's a, it's a it's like people kids waving a flag. Like I'm in I'm in this group. This is what I'm into. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like those shirts are that. Like I mean, obviously, kids will at, like at a certain age they. Start going to shows and getting their own shirts from stuff, but it's like you're when you're, like. yes, yeah, like when you're young and you can't just like go out and do all that stuff. It's like that's what you're getting. It's like getting a Nirvana shirt to show, like that's oh, yeah. the camp I'm in. It's you know, or like all like all the Tupac and Biggie shirts that are out right now. are. It's song. like you yeah. know, you're getting that because it's like it's not like I'm sure you like the music or hopefully you do, but it's like it's it's a way to indicate like who you are. You're expressing. Yeah, yourself it's like that's, that. that's the, oh, the flag you're waving. You know, at that time. Yeah. Um... But, uh, it's funny, like, Rihanna, if anybody listens to NPR, like, apparently they're doing a series where it's, uh, the women behind the songs, and, like, within the last two days they did one for a woman who wrote, uh, What's My Name? She was, uh, the song song... Yeah, the songwriter from What's My Name, and it did... Uh, oh, nah,
1: nah, okay, yeah, I yeah. remember that song.
2: But oh, it's, God. like, it played her vocals and everything, and she's, like, she's a songwriter. It was saying yeah. how she wrote, like, journals full of uh, lyrics because she was, like, the youngest of five kids, single mom. That's how she got, like, kind of got through it all. Wow. And what she, like, her Impressive. method... Not her methodology, but sort of, like, her concepts behind, like, like, why she did it, like, why she writes stuff, how she started, like helping out with other people's demos, like singing, the, singing, the, the, you know, like basically like being the, the voice on the demo to help sell songs and she was selling her own and like how she does a lot of, uh, I can't remember her name, but like, she's one of the few people that you can call and you've got your, you've got your music, down, yeah, you your beat, you've got your music yeah, down <laughs> and then they call her up. She walks in and listens to it and she's like, okay, what do you want? Like what, what's your theme? And they'll tell her, and she just, boom. She'll just sit there and, like, work in the studio and, like, come up with a whole vocal melody and everything and get it down. So, uh, yeah, if anybody is interested in that kind of stuff, it's, I believe they're calling it, like, the women behind the songs. And they're just doing this kind of, like, ongoing series about these people that don't get acknowledged or seen because they're not the performer. But that are like, key to, like, making all this music.
1: Uh yes, I I think <clears throat> it's interesting. I hope people would if depending on who's at least passionate about music or interested as, as far as that medium is concerned, um you would think that these pop stars write their stuff, but technically no. They you're talking about teams of producers. Mm-hmm and songwriters and lyricists who come together i mean they literally hold workshops where they invite all these other people who do it by themselves so do you see a lot of independent artists come together at these workshops in these glorious places and they literally just go there as if you're going out for a yoga retreat it's like you go out there and they literally just get together it's like having a think tank but writing songs for these pop stars because you know what it's for it's just branding so like for somebody like Rihanna, you you probably have a team of people. Beyonce, I remember, for that, that girls song, like, We Run This World, whatever. That had, like, six or seven different, just songwriters. And, frankly, it's, like, two or three, five different, same, who runs this world, girls. Like, did you need seven people to come up with that? Like, it's a joke. So, I, look, Queen Bee, whatever you want to call her, is one thing. But to, when you have seven people riding on your shit... And then you still, like, we all know she's just branding. I'm not saying she doesn't write her stuff. Kudos to whatever you're doing. She obviously captivated people's hearts. Great. However, when you have seven people writing your lyrics, and you have a song that's very much repetitive, it's your typical formula, you, I, I don't have a lot of respect for you in the creative spe, like aspect of it when you came from a group which was great, Destiny Child, like, they did their thing. They were, like, the next TLC if they stuck, if she stuck with them. But yeah. she had a manager, who chose her father, who saw higher potential. So they all go the routes. I mean, they do it with everything. However, come on. Like, do you need seven people to write a thing that says, girls, who runs this? Girls, who runs this? Like, come on. Like, I could come up with that, like, in my sleep. But that's fine, you know? It, it is what it is. Beyonce is a driving wheel when it comes to selling stuff and obviously influence we live in that culture but yeah it's it's pretty crazy to see that you know there's a lot of these there's a lot of songwriters who collect the, the royalties because they definitely deserve it and they're able to stay behind the scenes and I think that's I personally think that's a great approach because you're still able to have a creative outlet you get your stuff out there and there's uh, I want to say companies that are able to market that and do that very well, and hopefully bring success to everybody involved. Because it's it is good to see. Like I'm not I don't want to hate on that shit. Well, it's,
2: I mean it's just depending it's depending on like what they want to do. It's like are they making the platform, like right? are they making an artistic statement or are they just making a product for like like I even want to say in that story like it's like she said or they comment it's like her. Like, she is not like, her songs aren't supposed to mean a lot. They're supposed to make you forget about whatever you're doing for three minutes.
1: Yeah, exactly. You, know, you
2: feel good for, you know, three, four minutes, she's done her job.
1: Cool. Cool, Like, yeah. it,
2: I, I don't know, I'd take yeah. seven people to do that. Some but. people just want to dance <laughs> yeah. at a party. Like,
1: I yeah. get it. Like, it's it serves somebody. Like, you're not going, if you want to listen to conscious rap, you know, or conscious anything, well, rock, right? It's like, if you want to learn something, hear something progressive, or, or things that, like, complex melodies or great guitar work or whatever, listen to Rush. But if you want to hear your general, like, party rock stuff or just, like, things, like, general lyrics, things to get you going, listen to... I, mean, I hate to say it, but listen to KISS. Like, I love KISS, 45th anniversary this year. Woo! <laughs> and then they say End of the Road, but I never count that out because <laughs> Gene said As it. long as there's one alive. Right, as long as, as one's around, yeah, we'll be good. But it's like there's something for everyone, right? And I get that. And like, I'm, I'm the, I, I'm the biggest music snob that I know. Like, I'm a big snob, but it's because I love this, I'm a nerd for this shit. So like, it's like anything. It's like, we're, we're literally talking about pop culture shit and nerd stuff. Like, you, especially, you know, fans, like, we, people who talk passionately about shit like that is because they are passionate about it. And honestly, it's, it, it's, like with me with, it's like
0: with me with anime. It's like, yeah. I grew up on it because it's like one of the first well, things I watched. It. I love it. It's like, you know, that, the same thing right now, what's going on with Vic Mignogna, you know, honestly, you know, I'm a big fan of his voice work, you know, but the person, you know, it's like, yeah, you could be a fan of somebody, you know, as the actor, but you don't know how the person is. You ever met him? And of course, when it came out, you know, he... But I'm a big fan of his watchwork work. I mean, he doing? was he apparently was accused, you know, you know, sexual harassment uh, and like grew up with people at conventions and stuff. stuff. But I like for a fact that he admitted it. Like he went on Twitter apologizing, saying, you know, you know, anything that I ever done in offend people, I don't mean to offend people, you know. Stuff I, I did, you know, I'm gonna, you know, get help and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's willing to admit it.
1: He's and
0: accountable. Then, He's telling him, he's telling himself, come of course, like, Funimation said, you know what, until you get help, we're going to, you know, for the time being, we're going to let you go to these future projects right now until you get help.
1: Uh, so he had stuff in the works?
0: Yeah, like, he was going to do, like, dub Wait, work. what is he, uh... He was, um, Edward Elric in Full Alchemist. Um, he, he, remember, he was in Ruby. He played a character, he did a voice work for Ruby. and of course... One of the guys... One of, the, one of the characters, um, I don't know if it was the secondary character. So I know it like came out in later one seasons. The
1: anime I watched because I. Will, I sorry. But the one anime I watched because uh, I, I think I was like, going to the girl Ki- at the time and she loved Ruby and so I was like, I guess I'll watch it. And I was like, oh fuck, this is pretty decent. And know. it's the same people
0: came out Red versus Blue.
1: Yeah, so I was just like, alright, was it wasn't easy. Who the hell was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It so yeah, character. Rooster
0: T right away, as soon as I read that article I like, like cut ties with him, like, what happened, and this is why it came out. You know, he. I guess like, when he did conventions and stuff, and he was groping people like inappropriately, like girls and all that stuff. Well, he groped my mind, because I can't remember who the hell did I even... I
1: don't remember who well, I was. I think but well, they, they said, like, best.
0: Bruce Lee said they're going to keep going with Ruby. Ruby's mm-hmm. going to still go. Because I think they just finished season That's six. Great. That's great. With Lucky For Me, I have her. Now you can see season six, because they only made yeah. it exclusively on yeah. yeah. Bruce Ruby's too.
1: pretty great, guys, if you haven't seen it.
0: It's a really good, and I'm I started rewatching Ruby again, so especially
1: with like the females in there, very strong characters. It's good. It's very. But good. like
0: about the fact that they're all based off all of the groom's fairy tales. So you think about it, like Ruby's yeah. Obviously, yeah. she's taken after Little Red Riding Hood. Weiss is pretty much Snow White. Snow White. Because yeah. Weiss is basically German for the Weiss what? the beauty is
1: the. Is uh, the
0: uh, uh Blake. She's uh, basically Beauty and Beast. Mm-hmm. She's both because she's a fauna. Faunas so are like almost like demi humans. Sort of like they have animal like, you know, yeah. characteristics. And then um, Yang is kind of like, oh, I forgot what she's based off of. I know she's based off somebody. No, like, like Ying
1: and Yang and
0: Yang? I don't know. She's based off on a fairy tale character all that. But it's really good. I mean, I enjoy it. It's a really good anime. You know, Rooster Teeth, i see seen Blue and done that. <laughs> Because that's how yeah, they started. They started that, and now it got to the point they get investors, like, it, it got, it blew up because now they got different shows and different content they offer. But, like I said, it's funny because even when Control's like, hey, let's, uh... When they felt so honored when they were surprised they had so many fans in Japan when they decided to uh, do a Japan, They did a Japanese dub of Ruby for the first three seasons. And they were surprised when they went to Japan, like, all the fans they got in Japan. It's, like, same thing with, like, all these creators, Like, I'm a big My Hero Academia fan. It's, like, that's the big thing going on right now because it's, like, a manga with superheroes. So, like, they got powers of quirks. You know, like, Horikoshi, who came, the creator of My Hero Academia, he came over here saying, you Comic He was amazed at the fandom of his work. He was amazed because he said growing up, he grew up, you know, reading Spider-Man, reading you know, Superman. You know, coming up with this manga, you know, about, you know, what, like, 80% of the world's population started developing abilities or quirks. You know, there's a schools so that teach you, you, know, when you get a license to work for the government, and sometimes you start quirks, you know, for evil purposes. So, mm-hmm. it's really good uh, manga. Right now, I'm like, I barely started volume 16 a month. Yeah, I'm on six. No, I'm on 17 right now. And it's getting really good. I don't want to spoil it if you guys are reading the manga, but the anime's out. It's been out for three seasons now. And right now I'm kind of seven out right of Crunch Roll because right now they're fighting for the rights of the first season of My Hero and the first season of uh, of Attack on Titan right now. So they're oh. trying to get those seasons are no longer available on Crunchyroll. But they're trying to fight to get the rights back, but I think they're still on Hulu. and Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so Titan- like, if I want to go back yeah. and watch you know, My Hero Academia, like the first season, I can go on Hulu to watch it. Luckily, I have Hulu as my backup. But yeah, My Hero Academia, definitely recommend it. Can't wait. Two Heroes, the film. It's coming out next month. This coming month on Blu-ray at the end of the month. I got that pre-ordered because I went to go see that in theaters. That's not big of an anime guy. I went to go see it in theaters. Which one? Uh, My Hero Academia 2 Heroes. Oh, shit. It's coming out, the, the film, it's coming out next month.
1: Here, it's pretty popular.
0: Like I said, if you're a fan of Marvel Super it's one of those names. I'm trying to push Beagle to see it, and definitely recommend it. You only saw, so well, like, the first uh, few dub episodes?
1: I've seen, like, two or three, I want to say, and then, um... I mean, it's a big deal. It's 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 taken the people by storm, and I think it's. I mean, the concept's there. It's just like I'm very weird with enemies because it's just not like it's not something that like I gravitate towards. But I know it's very significant, and it's it's here to stay, obviously. And like I respect the art form. It's, it's it's crazy, but like they tell great stories. There's just I'm very particular. Like I do like full, like when you show me the full up Metal Alchemist. The, oh, the live action, action film. That was dope. Like that was like I know the manga really good it and whatnot because it's like they're true. They love the the source material, but it's like as a as a I consider myself a casual viewer of anime. So like watching that, I thought it was entertaining because I had no idea going in, mm-hmm. and I like the story and the premise. It's dope. I like Alchemy is ridiculously awesome, and if you know, it's cool to see that they made it in an anime form
0: and live action telling
1: the story yeah um i personally like death note a lot and i hated the movie on netflix uh my first time seeing death note was in mexico my cousin showed me it but i got to see the japanese one and i read the books and uh, i really like death note for that and then maybe uh and then dragon ball z because i feel like it was so popular that everybody went through it but other than that i'm just well not everybody (laughs) (laughs) but other than that like I don't watch, I don't watch anime as well, as much.
0: That's I why don't. I gave so I'm, I,
1: yeah, you Yeah, it's like I'm dragging. But we went to see the Dragon Ball Z movie. And, Resurrection like, okay, F when he brought
0: back Frieza. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was like nostalgic. And then
0: Broly, that's going to come out on Blu-ray soon. Uh,
1: yeah. But like, uh, so now
0: that Broly's basically, that character Broly's on canon now. Now it's part of the main canon story. But it's like I said, like, brought like, back to it, like... Yeah, I grew up by anime, but what brought me back into anime because I took a break for a while was Cowboy Bebop.
2: Yeah, that's I've only seen and a couple episodes. Netflix is like
0: going to help develop a live action series of Cowboy Bebop. Of Cowboy Bebop. Like be, even yeah. the creator is going to be involved. He's going to be producing it, so it's like he's going to be consulting. Well, now they could do a good one. I
2: mean, it's the technology's there, the effects are there, but.
0: For- it's- yeah, I can't wait to see who they're going to cast as those characters. It's going to be interesting how they're going to do it. So I think with SAO, Sora Online, they're developing live action. What they're going to say, what's kind of cool is they're going to make the characters diverse. Which is going to be interesting because it's SAO, it's like a MMORPG game. So it's like, you know, they're going to have the two main characters be Japanese descent and they're going to have different characters be different ethnicities. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Because that's the direction that's going on with films now. It's like... With the source material and all that, it's like you gotta start, like, look at the times.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, keep it moving.
0: It's Trying like now, like, fresh ideas. I am like, right now, I'm very, I was watching the Looney Tunes show. Remember that? The Looney Tunes show? It's like they took the characters of Looney Tunes, oh, put I them know. in a sitcom style setting, like having Bugs and Daffy living in the suburbs, dealing with, like, everyday life. So
1: like they made they made they gave they gave like I think they just reached out to the whole like I wonder how Looney Tunes would live a day to day routine if they had like the human experience. So it's like they did that, but like they created. It's like, gonna suck. Only like four there, right?
0: seasons, which is
1: an interesting take on Looney Tunes because it's like if you didn't grow up at that time, like we 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 were very lucky that <laughs> the three channels that we had. We were able to be exposed to a lot of that old school stuff, and then I mean, we grew up in a household where our mom was the the homemaker and our dad was always working. So our mom would always we would live off of sitcoms, and that's how we learned English sitcom. Well, my brother would need the turtles, and me more or less learning from him, and then Tur- and Power Rangers and other sitcoms like we would watch Tree's Companies, uh, Happy the Whole Company. Oh, yeah, yeah, like all the yeah. All these old... Like, what was another one? Uh, Three's Companies, Happy Days, uh, for sometimes the Dick Van Dyke show, whatever was on. Um, like... Batman. Uh, Hall and the Family was a big one. Uh, Batman, Batman. The 60s Batman. The 60s Batman. Um, funny shit. Uh, like, just all that old stuff. So, we were we were very much exposed to a lot of that old-time cult. Like, the old... Amer- I want to say Americana type of pop culture when mm-hmm. it comes to TV which i'm very fortunate of i I, like it's helped me in different relationships and appealing to parents of that generation because i i am i experienced (laughs) that but like (laughs) a weird story about that but it doesn't matter um so it, it tends to be like i think it's very we grew we were very fortunate to grow up in a time before um social media we the internet was existing but it it was mainly more of a luxury to have a home computer mm-hmm. and to have internet access dial up for the win. Uh, all that BS. so like we were still able to one have TV, but they didn't take it didn't, it didn't take over our lives, you know you were very much able to still have a childhood go outside depending on your own your curiosity. so we, we I want to say we lived in the last. The last very much unique time period, to where our generation was able to gauge, gauge and navigate the world of um, reality versus living a life on the internet. Like AOL was still there, but like I said, it yeah, was internet luxury was very different stages. Like that's when you would the computers that were selling at Best Buy or Circuit City were expensive. It was like buying a Mac desktop mm-hmm. right now. Like, your, your parents were not, if, like, especially if they weren't making that type of money, they were not going to go out and spend a home desktop for their 6-year-old. It's like buying an iPhone X for your 5-year-old or your 10-year-old because they said, te- well, all my friends are having it, so why can't I do it? It's because it's ridiculous. That's why. But I'm not a parent, <laughs> so I'm not going to attest to that, but I can, ass- I think that's a bad idea. But, you know, I am very fortunate to live in that. Like, you guys are older than me, so... You you have different years on you, but like I do not take that for granted. I was always outside, and I only saw TV when I was in the morning before school, really, and then whenever Saturday morning, so weekends. Other than that, you know, it's outside. It was yeah. fun. I I don't take that. I I feel very lucky to be able to do that, and I'm still the same to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like holy shit, like golden age, man. I I don't know what. Uh... Sitcoms, like, Three's Company, like... <laughs> that would never fly today, obviously, but... Uh, I mean,
2: it, like, it, it'd have to be a... I think right now, like, if you were to do a show like Three's Company now, like, it wouldn't be that much subtext. It would be...
0: It'd be like Riverdale, like, like, River race, Dale, right? like River where Dale? it's, like... Yeah. You know, Riverdale, you take yeah. the
2: ideas... Like, you take the slate, the innuendo or subtext from that yeah. innocent... Or kind of innocent the property, and story. then you just, like, you go large on it.
0: Exactly. You know
2: that's that's what Three's Company would be now. It'd be, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: you know, all, all adult all the time, tension. You know, it, it would be it'd be like a. I lived
1: Three's Company. Yeah, I lived it twice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, twice. But uh, I think it would be. I mean, I that's. I think it. There, I think every kid, if you have older siblings around or like older cousins and that, like you end up getting really attached to. Stuff that's a little bit older than you. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays, I don't necessarily think kids do that
1: as son. much. Did oh, did je- yeah, did Sanford's did Jefferson's Sons.
2: Sam Jefferson's. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all that. But it's like, you know, like, at that time, I nice. think you had to watch it because was you were limited. <laughs> and, like, when you're a kid, like, I mean, my I had older sisters, but the, we weren't nearly into the same kinds of things. I didn't get in their stuff. But like and my best friend had two older siblings, and their tape like we he and I got into what they were into. Yeah. And, but it's like we were always into stuff that was like a little bit older, a little bit you know. And it's like maybe right not suitable, but yeah. But I mean, it's like different times, you know. They had cool parents, so it's like you know Rolling Stones, Zeppelin, like they had tapes of stuff like that, like the and, and all that. yeah, all that of yeah. They were like big classic rock people. And so, like, they had those things. that was accessible to us because we were at their house. And, like, you know, Bob was into stuff, you know, six years ahead of us. Kirsten was yeah. into stuff two years ahead of us. So, yeah. was, like, we had, like, all these people that were older than us that were, like, that's what we would absorb. Because, like, it was there. like, we didn't have the internet at that time or, like, as much, you know.
1: Access? Oh, yeah.
2: But, no, like, I – it's, like, it always – feel bad saying it nowadays but it's like I, no I remember before there were computers in houses like I remember my neighbor was the first one that I knew that got a computer like I remember card catalogs and like dealing with that yeah. shit like at school like yeah. it was awful um, like Book internet's bears. great but it's like you know but it's like there was stuff that's like eight to a degree it's like you either were spending time like long form with things or working like a lot harder to find certain kinds of things or you were outside doing stuff altogether differently now, having said that, it's, like, I think the great thing about this now is, like, how you can just skip A to B to C to D to find things that are similar to what you like. So, like, if you, like, if you're a young kid that starts watching My Hero Academia, and you're, like, the only kid that's into it in freaking you know, small town Nebraska, but you've got an internet connection, it's, like, you can wander into that and then you can find other stuff now because of the internet whereas like i like there was a series of books that i found like for the first time ever in a Kmart and i spent 15 years tracking down all these books because there was no internet and there was no amazon there was so it's like you know it's like i've seen both sides of it And it's like there's definitely the advantage of being able to do stuff like that but then there's also the disadvantage of you find one thing you like And then you get bored, so you start looking for another, and another, and another, and then, like, four, five hours later, you're still sitting there on your phone or on your tablet, you know, whereas you could have been doing other stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, you kind of had to find... Not that you don't find your own simulation today, but it seems like you had to work a little differently to find entertainment, as opposed to... to Yeah, to fill your hours. Yeah, as as opposed to convenience now.
2: Yeah, it's like you couldn't just sit there and... Be yeah it's really yeah but I mean it's a whole it's different, different
1: conversation man so many old which they obviously don't make them like today but like I haven't seen a sitcom in years and I don't plan to because
0: the only one I just like follow is the big bank there's like the only sitcom <laughs> you know that's a lot because you know, you had How I Met Your Mother and all those shows I mean yeah
1: but that's really just Friends but in New York or a different part of New York
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, yeah, it was pretty similar.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty
0: similar, yeah. But, uh, It's like with Big Bang Theory, I and mean, like, this year, it's like, man, like, 12 seasons, it's like, it's, yeah, but it's like, I remember watching that show. I came across the Big Bang Theory, I think, when I was, when I was very recovering from, like, knee surgery, like, years back, when I was, like, recovering, and something ran in my line, I'm like, what's the Big Bang Theory? And I started watching it, and I'm like, Okay. It was hilarious, and then you know, now I collect all the Blu-ray seasons. Now, with the final season's kind of hit me hard. Because like, I followed the show for years now, and now it's ending this year. It's like it spoke to me. You know, it's interesting. So it's like a concept that you thought was never going to happen. You know, like nerds basically you know, interacting with like, the rest of the world. it's Like, you know, you had like movies like *Revenge of the Nerds* and all this stuff, and there was like a negative portrayal of how nerds are. But it's like to the point now, it's like nerds are not look down now anymore as it was back then. Yeah. Like, geek culture has not been, like, geek culture pretty much took over now versus how it was back then.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, definitely, like, anything that would have been, like, looked, I don't say, like, looked down on, but it's, like, I think, nowadays, like, people's interests are so, like, niche mm-hmm. that yeah. that it's, it's a lot more acceptable to have been into anything that, back in the day would have had you, like, pegged on, a, like, your own lunch table kind of thing. Okay. You know, it's like, there's, if you're into, uh, like,
0: like, Stranger I, Things with the, yeah, it's like, you know,
2: it's like, yeah, it's, you know, Stranger Things, but it's like, you know, you probably, like, talk to the guy who's super into K-pop, and that guy probably talks to somebody who's, like, super into uh, you know, country, like, Nashville machine country music. It's like, it's like, everybody's Everybody's sitting there interacting with each other just day-to-day, and now you're completely able to pursue your own little super-specific interest, and so it doesn't seem weird anymore, I think, that, you know, you're into this, but, like, this guy's into something that's, like, equally obscure, and it just seems weird because you don't happen to be into it, but it's like, nowadays, it's like, people understand, it's like, well, you know, okay, I'm not into candle-making, but... It's fine. I like to crochet. You know, it's like you know what I mean. It's just like yeah. everybody's got their own weirdness now, and it's just accept. It's it's a lot more acceptable than it used to be.
1: Yeah, it, and it's interesting because like obviously with the generation coming up, um, I'm making sound like I'm super old. I just turned twenty eight, so like I I feel like I'm an older person just because I was I was watching things that like we had mentioned, like you had mentioned earlier. Watching a lot of things that were different, like older for even me. So, like, and then since you, me and Fonz have a six year age difference, and being his little brother, it was kind of inevitable that I'm gonna watch the stuff that he watched because I wanted to see it and emulate it. Like, he's my brother, so, like, why wouldn't I? So, I was very fortunate to, and then having our parents who, um, who had, you know, being Mexican and, and let alone immigrants or so, I mean, our dad being an immigrant and my mom being born here, but lived a good amount of her life out in Mexico. So it was basically having a, a blending of the culture and being from a time to where, you know, TV was such a, sub, it was, it was such a, a, a substantial figure in the home. Like everybody mm-hmm. had a, at least a set in their house. And you turn the dials. Like, even when we were kids, we had that one, the color TV, the brown one, on the stand. You turn the station to either channel 2 or 3.
0: Yeah, turn the dial. And we had the
1: 3 or 4 channels. Like, dude, like, that's crazy to hear a kid from the 90s saying that, but it was true. Like, our whole house was straight out the 70s. My room was in the attic. It had green shack carpet. Like, it was inevitable. Like, so, the environment suited what we were watching so it, mm-hmm. and our parents you know like dad's always at work it was pretty blue-collar home so like your mom did enough to where you kind of had to navigate on your own at, at a certain point so like we were always exposed to whatever our own things were at the time so like watching all these old shows um and then trying to somewhat you know watch what they watched so it was very nice to see different things that were, very much of its time, but it didn't feel that way. It felt like you were just getting a glimpse, of a of a certain time. But even though you felt like it was as if it was happening today, it was just very well, very yeah, weird. Because like there's
2: like there's one window, <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know if it's coming in that window, like it is. That's that that is now. Yeah, you're there. You know, and like it's so weird thinking too, because it's like, uh, it's on Netflix. I think it's called Greenhouse Academy, something like that. It's, I think it's called Greenhouse Academy that my daughter watches. There's an actor on there. He's older. He's the head of this academy. It's a fun show if you're a, like a, if you got a kid who's like a, like co- tweens. Kind of thing. Um, Mystery. They're all... Like, these kids that, like, program for the gifted. Underlying mystery. All this stuff. But, like, the headmaster of the school. Like, I saw him. was like, I know that dude. He was on Falcon Crest. (laughs) Falcon Crest was a show that grew out of Dallas.
0: It was a cousin
2: from... It was J.R. Ewing's cousin who left... Oh, I could almost think of the name of the ranch if I really thought about it. Like, he he left the family. The ranch on on, Dallas. On Dallas, yeah. I can't, I I just, I knew it until like one second ago. Which they remade it, right? Yeah, like he, like he left the ranch on Dallas and he went to California and started a winery. It was Falcon Crest. I know this guy. (laughs) He's from that. How do I know that? My mom watched that right. show. And if I wanted to watch TV at 10 o'clock I'm on Wednesdays, Dallas. yeah, it's like, I'm watching Dallas. And yeah. then, like, you the next no two nights later, it's like, I'm watching Balkan Crest because yeah, I don't want have... to go to bed. And no. that's what's on TV. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that was a time, like, you actually had to negotiate or you just sat or through you whatever sat sat you had to watch it Yeah, because, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. like, there was no having your own window. Like, now it's like, you had one channel and you had one window into the
0: world right. and you all that messed.
1: was that was us but with novella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had no choice.
0: I know we're gonna keep going but <laughs> we gotta start wrapping up on time Wait here. We hit the
1: timer already? Oh, oh, shit. that was great. Okay.
0: So um like I said, what do, do a quick, you know shout out. You know, like I said, if you like this conversation you want to hear more, you can follow like the backlog of talking Pop with the Franchise Beco. You can check it out on podbean.com. Also, you can go on Spotify. Um, I do have a Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash Network, where I post the links to all the episodes on there. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at TheFanchise85. If you have any questions or any topic ideas that you see, you know, that want me and Biko to discuss on a future episode, and we'll bring it up to you guys. Like I said, this podcast focuses on pop culture. It's like stuff that we grew up on, stuff we love to talk about with a passion. So, like I said... Keep on listening, folks, and as always, geek on and take care.